This episode is brought to you by Casper. Get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com slash crush. That's right. You guessed it. I got my own code. Crush. C-R-U-S-H. I hope you can spell crush. That should be, you know, minimum for you guys. Uh, and Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audiblepodcast.com slash crush. That's audiblepodcast.com slash crush. All right, everybody. Welcome to another installment of Innovation Crush. Uh, I miss Robert Donez Jr. If you guys listen to the old episodes, he used to go, Innovation Crush, at the at the end. So shout out to Robert, who is uh, no longer with us. I mean, he's with us, but he's moved on to other things. Um, and uh, today we're going to do something a little bit different. You know, um, speaking of the past, we're going to do a little bit of a walkthrough. I figured I would give you guys... Some of the things that I've been learning, you know, as I've been doing this show and listening to people, I always often joke and say I'm like Siler from Heroes, where I'm just taking a, a, a piece of everybody's brain and, and applying it to my own life. So um, I wanted to be able to share that with you guys. I'm going to do something I'm going to call Five Points of Innovation. Um, just some anecdotes, stories, uh, maybe some things that will help you guys on your on your journey toward, you know, unlocking your creati- your creative potential. Uh, unlocking creativity, unlocking your own innovation, kind of some rules to apply the science to what you're doing. So um, it should be pretty interesting. And I'm excited to do this because, you know, like I said, I wanted to be able to to kind of call together all these things. You know, there are over, at this point, 80 episodes to listen to. And it's hard to go back and go like, okay, well, let me put in 80 hours worth of effort into uh, this guy's show. So I'm going to start with a point called Curiosity. Um, and I'm pulling this from an interview I had with Z Holly. Uh, Z is a good friend. She's amazing. She actually helped to create TEDx. Um, so everybody out there who's been like, oh, I, I produce TEDx. Well, it's because of her. Um, so she is just one of these amazing, amazing individuals. And the one thing I pulled from her is that she was just really Curious, like naturally an explorer. Um, if you look into her history, she's a skydiver, a scuba instructor. Uh, she does all these really interesting and amazing things. And you go, why? Why do you do this, Z? And she just really grew up as an adventurer. And one of the things we talk about in, in innovation is just this idea of curiosity, having a sense of exploration about the things you're interested in and even the things you're not interested in. Um, And one of the points that goes into curiosity is always asking questions. Uh, I get to do this all day, every day on this show, which is really awesome. So um, so I'm kind of a, a, a cheat on this one. But if you've ever been in a brainstorm, you know, one of the things that should probably always happen first is ask as many questions as possible. Uh, just dive deep. You know, there's a rule in, in science practice where you ask five whys, right? Why are we doing this? And then you ask why again. 
Then you ask why again, and then you ask why again, and eventually you end up with something that is a little bit more grounded. You end up with an insight. You end up with something that you can truly build an idea on, a campaign on, um, any sorts of creative thoughts and inspiration kind of begin to come from this idea of exploring and being curious about the problem you're trying to solve. Um, you know, you don't want to rush into the the solution. You know, some people come ready with pen and paper in hand and idea already written on said paper. So, uh, but I like to have questions written on said paper. Um, a lot of times those early brainstorm or, or problem exploration concepts and, and issues that you're facing, you have to uh, just go out and, and ask as many questions as you can. Uh, so I wanted to leave you guys with that one. Curiosity is definitely one to um, to embrace. Uh, and it's, it's a hard thing to develop. You know, it's easy to say like, oh, yeah, I'll just ask a few questions. But be genuinely interested in the subject matter. You know, find your own why. Find your own why and why something might make you curious. If you're talking about couches, yeah, couches are boring. But eventually you'll end up with something that kind of speaks to you. And you'll find that question, you'll find that rhythm, and things will start to to show themselves. Um, so I'm also I'm feeling a little little awkward doing this uh, as is my first one. So one thing I had to do for myself was to say yes. Uh, so when we spoke to Sugar Ray Leonard a while back, we even titled the episode "Say Yes to the Yes." Uh, take it a, a step further. You know, you look at somebody like uh, a prize fighter, a championship prize fighter, they have to say yes to every challenge. Otherwise, they fail. Um, and a lot of the people that listen to the show and a lot of you guys out there and a lot of the guests we have, they've really gotten into the habit of just saying yes. Um, it's hard sometimes because you have to, you know, get organized. You have to think about things. Noise gets in the way. That was another thing that Sugar Ray brought up was, you know, this idea that, noise and doubt and chatter are always in your head. There's always reasons to not do something. There's always reasons to not launch, to not start. Uh, another rule that came out is like, uh, you know, one of our guests said, I'd rather launch something that's 80% ready than wait for it to be 100% ready. So it's this idea of making sure that you go forward, you know, set yourself a date and, and go for it. Um, that yes is is so so important to just be able to to push yourself you know you get into these uncomfortable situations and uh it's it's really easy to shut yourself shut yourselves down but these ideas when a client asks you for something you know that's an easy yes right because you <laughs> because yeah, otherwise you won't get paid but when, you know, there's something that you have a personal passionate about, um, there's something that's just burning at you and you just haven't found the time and you've found that one window of opportunity, say yes. Um, it is a, a, a really the only way to learn, right? You, it, it, through the, the idea of failure, um, sometimes saying that yes is a mistake, but it, the mistakes are okay. You learn recovery. So say yes to the yes. There's so many great opportunities out there if you if you guys just learn to say yes um i keep thinking this jim carrey film uh, yes man when he uh had to not say no anymore <laughs> so um that is definitely something to to consider number three 
You know what? Before we get to number three, I want you guys to be sure to check out one of my innovation crushes, Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry with their new hybrid mattress that combines premium latex foam with memory foam. That means these mattresses have just the right sink and just the right bounce, if you know what I mean. Casper mattresses are obsessively engineered at a shockingly fair price. $500 for a twin-sized mattress and $950 for a king-sized mattress. Comparing that to industry averages, that's an outstanding price point. (laughs) Great value for a mattress made in America. Plus, buying a Casper mattress is completely risk-free. Casper offers free delivery and returns within a 100-day period. Get $50 towards any mattress purchased by visiting www.casper.com slash crush. And use the code C-R-U-S-H, crush. Terms and conditions apply. So as we transition, one of my favorites most recently is a guy named Chris Redlitz. Um, Chris is a VC, venture capitalist, um, who started a company called Kick Labs. He runs another company called Transmedia Capital. And uh, the reason I was super interested in Chris is because of a project he did called The Last Mile. The Last Mile is an incubator that was started in San Quentin Prison about five years ago. Um, and so the the third point I wanted to, to bring to you guys today is... Um, what is the third point, Anthony Andrew? <laughs> no, the third point is to f- look for diversity, diverse perspectives. Diverse perspectives will get you the, the, the challenges that you need to kind of challenge your own thinking, to push you in a different direction than you would not have normally gone. So you've got this... Um, this long-standing venture capitalist who started a lot of companies, began his career at Reebok, inventing a lot of mobile technologies and things like that. And then one day he's forced to say yes to the yes when he's asked to come speak at a prison. Um, and he's like, I really don't want to go speak at this prison. He decides to do it anyway and leaves three hours later than expected and is really just, you know, wowed at what he's seen and what he's learned from these individuals about passion, about different problems that they're thinking about solving. You're talking to guys who, in some cases, have never even seen the internet. So think about what that perspective would be like, right? You know, there are people who are grown adults in bars who have never known a world without the the internet. Uh, and here are some guys who are behind bars, <laughs> um, and they have also ne- never seen the internet. So it's their perspective on what the world needs and what their either their community needs or what their um, what their broader community needs is very different. And so what Chris was able to pull from from chatting with these individuals and helping them to develop ideas and to help them develop companies is. A, he could see a lot of passion and uh, determination in these individuals. It was infectious for him. That was a domino effect that led him to be more passionate in the things that he does outside in his normal day-to-day work. So uh, it was really just an eye-opener on this idea of diversity, right? Getting a bunch of people in the same room who have the same experience and same point of view as you. Not that much of a uh, uh, a creative push, 
right? But when someone challenges your convention, challenges your ideas, challenging challenges your experience because theirs is very different, you're automatically gearing up to reach a middle ground, right? That middle ground is where you you know you you find the best ideas because you've catered to so many different individuals, so many different perspectives, so many different walks of life. So um, that that diverse perspectives. Point number three uh, really just kind of hit home for me and has hit home in a lot of uh, experiences that I've had in, in my career and just in my day to day personal life. Um, number four, Dennis Hong, the Robot King. Uh, I don't know if he goes by that personally. I just made it up right now. But Dennis Hong was um, is he's not he's still alive. Uh, Dennis Hong is amazing. He uh, is a roboticist. He is a magician. He's a master chef, uh, and he is all these things. And one of the things that I uh, asked him, I said, "What what ties all these key components? All these you know all these career paths together?" And he summed it up in one word, which number four is happiness. You know, everything you do should be tied to a goal of happiness, right? A lot of times we tie our goals to client expectations or a need in our personal lives or these different moments that are calling us to perform and to do. And, you know, really when he thinks about his own personal why, again, going back to point number one of having that own curiosity, even about himself, is, you know, what ties all these things together. And he says happiness, right? He wants to create robots to make people's lives better and make their lives easier. When he sees a smile on someone's face after they've solved one of their robotics problems or, you know, they've gotten a thing to actually serve a person the way they imagined it to serve them, there is a happiness that happens for both you know, the creator and the recipient. Um, same thing with his uh, with his culinary expertise. His culinary expertise is really interesting because, not a, you know, you read somebody's like, oh, he likes to cook. Uh, this guy was actually on season four of MasterChef and as a, as a competitor um, and is a well-known chef in Korea, lives in Los Angeles, and, you know, food – is the ultimate happiness. I know for me, I'm like, I will tear some grub up and uh, I will be relentless on a plate. But um, this is this is really interesting, like this idea of happiness and food. And then magic is a little obvious, but he actually does a show that combines his, you know, robotics uh, expertise with his magic skills. And it's a two-hour talk on science and technology and magic. And n- you, he gets to combine all his points of interest. Now, I think it took him a little while to get there, right? To get to that answer of happiness. You know, when we are telling our own story, a lot of times as innovators, we've had so many different paths and choices we've taken, you know, in our careers, in our personal lives, and they don't always make sense. There's this frustrating period that happens where you're, you know, you, you, people want to pigeonhole you, you don't want to be pigeonholed, but you haven't quite found out how to tell your story. That happens with companies that have launched, um, you know, when you're pivoting and you want to hold on to those precious moments um, from the early days, or you have some goal that's out in the future and you're already at this baby step and you're trying to figure out how to get there. There are these steps and you meander along this path of, of self-discovery. So 
the innovation actually comes from finding your own personal happiness in these moments of creativity and innovation. And, you know, uh, even if you go back to any of the other previous points where there's curiosity, it's like being open and trying to search for the thing that gives you the goosebumps, right? What are you going to be happy about that you actually find? You go, ah, that's the that's the thing that has tickled me so. Um, same thing with saying yes. It's like you're going to say yes and just be happy that you were able to actually accomplish that because there are so many different things that hold us back. Um, and even just finding those diverse perspectives, right? It's, um, the, you know, finding out what makes them happy and how can you serve other people and make them happy. And I think that was the other thing with, with Dennis. He never said anything about it makes me happy. He said it's about happiness for other people. So this whole selfless idea of happiness really uh, emanates in, in everything he does. And I think it's one of those poetic things that we always hear about. And then life kicks in, work kicks in, et cetera, et cetera. But the the innovation happens really when you're super passionate about whatever it is you're doing. So find those passion points and find your happiness and find a way to make other people happy in the process. All right. Um, thanks to our sponsor, Audible. Listeners of Innovation Crush can get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audiblepodcast.com slash crush. Go ahead. Get yours now. Now, fans of our podcast, you might like books like Captivology, which is a book written by guest Ben Parr. You might like The Humor Code, written by Peter McGraw, a good friend of mine and a funny guy. Um, my personal kind of favorites, The Power of Now. I love Shel Silverstein, A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. It's not the kind of book you think. Uh, and over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or whatever MP3 player you have. So go ahead to download your free audiobook today. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash crush. One last time. That's audiblepodcast.com slash crush for your free audiobook. Um, number five. Number five alive. Uh, I'll give a dollar to anybody who knows who. Well, the, f- the first person, not anybody. I'm sure a lot of people know where that comes from number five alive um but (laughs) this is getting weird isn't it it's all right but uh no number five is uh user first um there was a guy named tristan walker tristan is a a little bit of a silicon valley celebrity uh tristan helped launch foursquare i think he was employee number four or five or something like that and was the head of business development and creative development for the company and did partnerships with every venue you could think of and really sent them into the stratosphere as a force to be reckoned with uh and before that was an intern at twitter probably employee number 20 um and has really watched these companies grow and our conversation really touched a lot on design thinking. So, you know, and if you don't know what design thinking is, it is really like the why of why you're making something, right? Um, where does, you know, a lot of times we, we tend to do things just because we can. Like, oh, look, if I plug this thing into this thing, look what happens. And then you try to sell a bunch of them on the market and they flop or you have a blip and it doesn't last. Um, it's because we're doing things because we can, instead of thinking about a user, 
eventually everything that we create, everything that we come up with comes from some point of, you know, usefulness to a consumer, some point of uh, help that can can actually alleviate a problem. When I asked him, I said, why did you, you know, take the risk of going to a Foursquare, you know, after leaving Twitter and, you know, even taking a pay cut in the beginning? Um, it was because he said, these are things that I, I feel are useful to me. I'm the first point of, you know, first line of defense. So I'm looking at what the user experience is. Is this going to be a useful thing in my life? And I imagine that there are a few other people who are like me and have the same need, have the same interests. And eventually, you start to build something around the, an actual individual. Yes, you can check into, you know, through Facebook or through Foursquare or Swarm or any of these other platforms out there. But if it didn't go into, like, the why of, like, why is this useful to a person, um, it would not have blossomed into the thing that it is. There are a lot of projects that have gone to the wayside because they were cool and blippy, and you know, no one really uh, had a, a deep use for them. There was no meaningful experience that happened with that. So, uh, and it was really interesting that he thought of himself first. A lot of times when we're thinking of the design. Uh, I'll reverse that for you, thinking of the design rather than design thinking. We are, you know, thinking of, oh, wouldn't it be cool if, um, but again, we don't go that layer deep and uh, and ask the whys and, and really ask more questions about getting down to the root of how is this going to be useful in someone's life. So, um, and then, you know, fast forward to now, uh, Tristan has become, you know, uh, he was entrepreneur in residence at Anderson Horowitz, launched his company, Walker & Co. Co. Walker & Co. I've been corrected before. Walker & Co. Uh, a few, uh, a few uh, almost about uh, two years ago. And, you know, put out a, a product called Bevel. And if you listen to this guy talk about the care that went into uh, the design of Bevel, both as hardware, both in terms of the customer experience. You know, he talks about the anticipation of opening the package and deliberately having a one and a half second delay in the opening process where you're like, oh, like it's coming. And as opposed to opening some cheap flimsy box with paper in it to, you know, hold your, your product in place. So the beautiful, the, the beautiful experience that you have in opening this product is tremendous. So that's uh, that's what where design thinking gets us. You know, one of my favorite things at CES this year is looking at how all of the technologies now have more purpose. We've been we've spent so much time gathering data just because we could, uh, and then now we're able to actually apply that data to actually mean something for somebody. To actually apply it in a way that's solves a problem in their life. You know, you can track as many steps as you want, but if I don't get a recommendation on how I can do better, how it ties into how I function at work, how I function at home, how it affects my blood pressure, et cetera, et cetera, and, and not just in a broad sense, but for me as an individual, right, hyper-personalization. So um, that is sort of the, the thread that, that ties it all together. This idea of hyper-personalization and really going through the, the design thinking process in any idea you're creating, you know. Uh, so that um, 
that kind of wraps it up. So let me let me let me review for you one one more again. Um, first was Z Holly and the idea of curiosity and exploration. Be an explorer. Be curious. Be uh, intent on getting down to that goosebump moment. Um, number two, Sugar Ray Leonard saying yes to the yes. You know, it's it's okay to shut out the noise and the doubt and all those things and just go, you know what? Fuck it. I'm in. Let's do it. Um, great, great interview. Great guy. Um, number three, Chris Redlitz. Uh, diverse perspectives. Gather as many diverse perspectives as you can. Not everybody has to be on your team. Just go ask a friend. And if you know, if you don't have the friend that doesn't look like you, find the friend of the friend that has a friend that doesn't look like you. Uh, I just confused my own self with that statement, but I think I get it. Um, number four, Dennis Hong. Happiness. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Um, it, it is, you know, a, an important thing and it's an overlooked thing. We spend so much time working hard and, um, and feeling like hard work is the thing that gets us there, but it is happiness. If we're, you know, if we're happy, the work doesn't feel like arduous task and that happiness is infectious and it, and it bleeds into everything you're doing and the people that you touch. Uh, and finally, number five, user first, um, Again, everything that you're thinking of, there's a Will Smith quote that I like. He's like, if whatever you're doing isn't for the sake of someone else, then you're wasting your time. Um, So that is number five. Those are my five points of innovation. The first one, thank you guys for for bearing with me. Uh, It's really weird in here talking to a wall. But but I know I'm talking to you guys. Uh, Thank you so much for all your likes, comments shares uh we've been very successful with this show and i couldn't be happier so um thank you andrew for uh, for being in here what's your what's your twitter handle andrew steven, andrew steven. is it is anything spelled crazy S T E V E N andrew steven he's a really great engineer and a really great producer uh, and very supportive um but you know i i just want to thank you guys again and uh go ahead Try to apply those things in your own life, in your own daily practices. Go back, listen to the shows, share them out with friends. And uh, I will be back here next time. So until then, we'll talk to you later. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleisinger. Schleisinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to YouTube.com slash WaitForItComedy no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny and i love you a few days ago brooke tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and three comments thumbs up brooke geico also wants to make a comment in just 15 minutes you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to geico and nothing says inspiration better than saving money well except for those posters that say things like teamwork excellence and me
make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.